This is Mount Pleasant Baptist Church, Atlanta, Georgia, a congregation full of life and love with a legacy of outreach ministries. Everybody's invited to church in person Sunday at 10 a.m. and online at mountpleasantatl.org. And now, the Mount Pleasant Baptist Church, Atlanta. Hallelujah. Thank God so much. We are grateful to God our Father from whom all of our blessings flow to have the ability uh, to be here with you all today. Uh, it is because of his grace and his mercy that he allowed us to be in your presence today. Amen. I, I survived through airports and airplane travel and landing and just to get here to be with you all today. So I ain't come to play church. I came to give God the best, to give him the best praise that I have to give him today. Has God been good to anybody in this place? Go on, if you will, look at somebody. You ain't got to touch them, but just look at them, point at them, and tell them God's been good to me. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that wasn't for, for me. That kind of sounded like y'all were just agreeing uh, and being kind to me. Matter of fact, let's, let's check your role. Let's, let's check your role real quick. I want to check and make sure that you're sitting by somebody, at least if they're not on fire, they should at least be flammable. I'm going to check your role real quick. Reverend River, this is how you check to see if they're flammable or if they're on fire. I want you to say one thing real quick. It ain't going to take us long. I want you to say one thing, and when you say this one name, something should happen on your road. If don't nothing happen on your road, that means you're at the wrong road. You might need to move to a flammable road. I want you to look at somebody real quick and just say this, Jesus. Demons tremble at that. Yeah. Yeah, let you know you're on the right road. <laughs> Come on, there is a word. There's a word from the Lord. And I want to invite your attention. I want to invite your attention, if you will, to the gospel of Gospel of Luke. Chapter 17, we're going to go to verse 11. Verse 11. Now, uncandidly, I, I don't normally read these many verses, but I believe in uh, getting the right context from the content. Uh, and so you got to read pretext, posttext, and to get the right context. Because uh, if anybody takes uh, the text out of context, all you left with is a con. <laughs> You'll catch it when you get home. So I want to read a few, few verses uncannily. But y'all, uh, King James Version says on this wise, and it came to pass 
as he went to uh, Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. Lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. Everybody say cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. He fell down on his face and at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, were there not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? They are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole. Uh, I want to talk about in a few moments how to properly respond to your miracle. How to, how to properly respond uh, to, your, to your miracle. Come on, let's give God a hand of praise for this word today. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mount Pleasant, those in person and in the virtual campus, a, a miracle takes place when the Lord's prerogative meets his power. Y'all may have heard the word prerogative from the gospel of Bobby Brown. <laughs> Y'all might know him. He said, that's my prerogative to do what I, <laughs> I, I want to do. And that's when a miracle happens, when what the Lord is willing to do has a meeting with his word, which causes what he is capable of doing to become the reality of what he's able to do. to perform what we would suggest as the impossible. Um, a miracle, if I could say it like this, since you look quiet, a miracle is the unexplainable act of the Lord that is still yet to have the ability to be explained. You, you, you can't explain how it happened. But you can explain that the Lord, he did it. 
holler back at me if you, if you will. It, you, you can't explain how you, how you got the promotion. As a matter of fact, it didn't even make sense for you to get it if the record would have been told. But, but, but you don't know how it happened, but you know nobody could have done it uh, but, but the Lord. You, you, you knew exactly what your credit score was. But you can't explain how you walked out the dealership with the car. Or, or you walked out of the closing with the title. Come on, talk to me. You can't explain it. As a matter of fact, if they added it up, it did not make sense. But the only sense you can make out of it was that the Lord, he made the way. The thing about... Um, the Lord that I've discovered, ladies and gentlemen, is that he is faithful in his duties towards us. I wish I had time to really go down the road, but, but, but Lamentations chapter 3 says it on this wise. That every morning he gives us new mercy. Come on, Bible readers. Great is thy Thy faithfulness. You don't have to ask for it. He gives it to you. There's no prerequisites that you have to admonish unto, but he still gives it uh, unto you. You may not pause to stop to tell him good night, but it don't stop him from touching you and saying good morning and being faithful and giving his mercy unto all of us. But watch this, church. A lot of times, many of us, we box in the faithfulness of the duties of God, the duties of the Lord, to those tangible things. We, we, we kind of categorize it in what I call cars, cash, clothes, and commodities. We, we, we tend to measure the Lord's faithfulness to us in what I call transactions that are released unto us in the form of cars, cash, clothes, commodities. He's, he's faithful if they see how we drive. He's, he's faithful when they see how we live. But, but ladies and gentlemen, can I show you your shouting ground? His faithful duties unto us, church, starts at his mercy that he grants towards us daily. Because here's your shout. His, his mercy, church, makes room for grace. Okay, I ain't going to push it. Let me, let, let me explain it. His, his mercy, church, holds back the justice that you and I both deserve. Without his mercy, church, if an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth was our reality. There'll be a whole lot of people, even in this sanctuary now, that would be snaggertooth and blind. Come on, come on. But 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 because of his mercy, it holds back the justice that we deserve and makes room for the blessings that we do not 
deserve. That's what mercy does. It makes room for grace. Grace grants us, church, those unmerited favors that we do not deserve. I wish I had a 10-member church. I promise you. I make number 11 that you can look back over your life and you can count the blessings that the Lord granted unto you and you can say I did not deserve it but he gave it to me anyway I wish I had a crowd that can testify he looked beyond my faults and he he saw the supply I need that's because his mercy it made room for his grace yeah I can testify church I'm a grace case I, I wouldn't be here today if it had not been for his grace Come on, I'm not ashamed to testify. All I know God taught me, all I have, he gave it to me. And as far as I've come, God has, he's brought me. I'm a, I'm a grace case. If you can testify with me, point to somebody and tell them I'm a grace case. He's, he's faithful in his duties towards us. But when I look at the record, Many of us and how we respond to the faithfulness of his duties towards us. Ladies and gentlemen, sometimes I'm afraid that our declarations don't match our deliverance. Sometimes when we get into his presence, what he saved us from, many of us, we cannot by our actions but ladies and gentlemen of the church in the season that we're living in now after surviving through this pandemic and still surviving not only the pandemic but inflation come on talk back to me still surviving with the same amount of money you had in 2020 but everything is still going up but you still got food on the table you're still able to participate in the mall ministry come on talk to me you, you're still putting gas in your car no raise no cost of living adjustments I come to bear witness to you it's because of the Lord's blessing that we continue to have what we have and in this season now what we live through we ought to be willing to show him some appreciation for not only what he's done but what he continues to do we should need nobody to tell us to praise him or to usher us into praising him we ought to at least come with our minds fixed that when we're in the sanctuary come on church in his courts we're going to enter with praise be thankful to him and come on bless his bless his name and that's what this one man shows us the reality of is that you don't forget where your help comes from 
<laughs> if you know the Lord fixed it for you, least thing we could do is show some signs. Look at somebody and tell them you got to show some signs. You got to. The first thing we're going to go on through this text is tailored to teach us, ladies and gentlemen, the first thing of how to properly respond to your miracle, the first thing you got to have is the right realization. Tell somebody the right realization. Verse 15, it shows, but before verse 15, we, we're dealing with 10 men. 10 men who were lepers. Uh, leprosy was a particular disease that was incurable. And it was highly contagious. Matter of fact, y'all, you, you, you know the content and culture. I'm, I'm just, just giving you a little Sunday school. That's all. But, 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 but church, if you had leprosy, if you were around people who did not have it, you had to yell out unclean. You had to keep your distance. And what they did with lepers is that they put them in what was known as a leprous colony where they lived among other lepers and they had to remain there until they died. It, it was an incurable disease. They had to remain there until they die. And watch the text. Jesus comes through. And the ten men, as in your Bible, not one, but, but the ten met him. And they lifted up. Not one is right there. Verse, verse number uh, 13, it says, and they lifted up their voices and said, Master, watch this, have mercy on us. All ten, ask the Lord for mercy. Not one, but all ten. Here it is, church. Jesus tells them, go show yourselves to the priest. Gives them a word. <laughs> they obey his word. And in the midst of their obedience, they became delivered. Okay, let me just pause parenthetically right there. If there's somebody you need to break free some, some, from some things, ain't no real secret to it. All you got to do is obey his word. Come on, church, there, there, there's healing in, in his word. There's deliverance in his word. Obedience is better than, than sacrifice. They obeyed his word. They became delivered. But here it is, church. One of them, don't close your Bibles, right there in verse 15. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, not ten, but one, he saw that he was healed. Watch this church. He turned back. And when he saw that he was healed, he turned. He, he knew something strange happened. He saw he was healed. He turned back. Because he, he knew what happened to him. But he couldn't figure out what happened to what happened to him. He knew he had leprosy. But he saw that he was healed. He couldn't figure out what happened to the leprosy because he was on his way to dying. Let me tell you the truth, church. 
He was on hospice. He was waiting with other people who was about to die. He was waiting to die himself. He was on leper hospice. But he obeyed his word. And he saw, couldn't figure out what happened to what happened to him. I know there's somebody in the room today. You had something that happened to you too. But when people look at you now, they sometimes try to figure out. They knew what happened to you, but they can't figure out what happened to, to what happened to you. But I got at least 11. I promise you, I make 12. You can't explain how, but you can explain who. You know it was Jesus who, who, made, who made the difference. He saw that he was healed. He thinks about church. Not only where he's at now, but he measures where he's at now to where he could have been. He decides, I can't keep going. I got to turn around. I, I got to go back to the one who blessed me. And see, church, ladies and gentlemen, sometimes, hey, man, you got to evaluate where you are now. And sometimes think about where you could be. Or as another crowd of us that can say where I should be. I wish I had 10. I promise you I make 11. That you know the Lord was the one who made the difference. Let me go down your road. You could have been dead. But you should have been dead. But the Lord he didn't see fit for those things to be. Do I got some cancer survivors here? Do I got some heart attack survivors here? Do I got some COVID survivors here that can look at the record and say millions didn't make it, but I was one of those who did. Tell somebody it was Jesus who did it. He did it. Yeah, yeah, not only do you have to have the right realization, church, but you got to have the right recognition. Got to have the right recognition. Somebody say recognition. recognition. Got to write this down. I don't want you to leave this word. Hey Amen. Got to have the right, right realization. Got to have the right recognition. I'm writing the text. I'm not going to leave it. Verse, verse 15, the B clause says he turned back. Watch this. And with a loud voice glorified God. And with a loud voice. <laughs> the text didn't just say he glorified God. But it said he turned back with a loud voice. He returned to the place he got his healing. He returned to the place where he got his change. And I know that we're living in a virtual world now. I know we're living in a virtual campus season. But can I just talk to the virtual campus just, just real quick? We're not nitpicking with nobody. But, but sometimes I know, hey amen, COVID is still around us. But every now and then, you got to make it your business to come back to the sanctuary where you received your change and you received your deliverance. Come on. We go to the grocery store. We go to the mall. They made no change but took some change. You, you got to come back to the place 
where you where, where you where, where you received yeah yeah you're 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 changed watch this the man he came back and he came back to the lord watch this he returned and he glorified with a loud everybody say loud the word loud in the original text it, it literally means uh, weighted so so when he glorified god with a loud voice he put some weight on his voice. I, I, wish I, had, I wish I had something deeper to say. I'm, I'm, I'm so shallow I might drown today. Yeah, he, he's, he, he, he put his weight on his, on, on, on his praise. That's what he did. He said he glorified him with a loud voice. So literally, he didn't give him a calm praise. He didn't, didn't give him a stifled praise. He didn't give him a stymied praise. But, but, but he gave him a praise, church, with his weight that he put on it. And every now and then, church, at times in our Christian experience, when we glorify God, it should not be on a stifling kind of situation. It should not be, praise the Lord, on a stymie type of situation. It should not be, amen, on a solemn kind of situation. When you give him praise, there are some things that he's brought you through that when you owe him some praise, you owe him the best that you have to offer unto him. Can I tell you why? John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. He gave us the best that he had to give. Come on talk to me. He gave his hands to the nails and his feet to the spike and his brow to the thorn. He gave us the best that he had to give and I wish I had a church what about 13 of y'all I help you with number 14 that if you can give him the best praise when you think about what he's brought you through tell somebody I owe him too much <laughs> not to give him a weighted praise Yeah. yeah, 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 see, see, yeah, yeah, he gave him a weight in. He put his weight on it. Got to, got to have church the right recognition. Church got to have the right realization. Thirdly, it's right there in the text. You got to have the right reverence. Yeah, you got to have the right, got to have the right reverence. Tell somebody the right reverence, right reverence. Verse 16, I'm, I'm not leaving, not leaving this text. It says, and he fell down on his face at his feet giving him thanks here's the shout and he was a Samaritan now when you look at the content and culture of this, this statement he fell down on his face he, he gave him thanks and he was a Samaritan. That, that's why. Remember, heard I love the Bible. 
I, I love it because if, if you read it, you ain't got to be deep. It'll, it's already right there in the text. You ain't got to add. Some things you got to add salt to, but you ain't got to add. You got to add to the word. It, it's right there. It says, and, and he was a Samaritan. Now, Samaritans didn't have no dealings with Jews in public. No conversation. No interaction. No dealings in public. Jesus dealt with him where well, he dealt with them. And he turned back. And he not only praises the Lord, but he worships him in front of everybody. And he didn't just worship him. He, he, he worshiped him. He, he, he fell down at his feet. Come on, church. That means he got down on his knees. Got his face to his feet. Come on, church. And, and, and here it was. He was a Samaritan. Can I show you what shouted me? He didn't care about any customs. He didn't care about what nobody had to say. He didn't care about nobody else's opinion. He didn't even care if he possibly would have went to jail for breaking a cultural issue. Come on, talk to me. But, but he, he was about him and the Lord. And the Lord, what he had done for him, he did not let no custom. He did not let no people. He did not let nobody stop him or stand in the way of him worshiping the Lord. As a matter of fact, can I tell you this truth? This really shouted me. He did it by himself. He said his own atmosphere and I pray for the day church that we can come in the sanctuary and not look for the atmosphere to be set but come to the place to set the atmosphere and set it with our own self is there anybody here that know the Lord has done too much for you not to worship him he's brought you through too much not to give Give him glory. This is a season now where we can't be cute. We can't be spiritually bullshit. Come on, this is the season now where we ought to leave the sanctuary with our makeup running. You ought to leave with your 38, 42, 49, 58 piece twisted. You ought to have your lace front tangled up. Come on, talk to me, somebody. You ought to be sweating when you leave out the sanctuary. When you think about what the Lord has done for you. Tell somebody, you don't know my story. You don't know what I've been through. Go on, don't be ashamed and tell them, I've been through too much not to worship him. I've been through too much to wait on you to set my atmosphere. Yeah. He, he, he came. He, he bowed down. And he gave the Lord thanks. 
He worshipped him. He glorified him. When he had the right realization, I'm out of here now. God bless you real good. You, you can meet me and be natural in a few minutes. But, but uh, thank y'all for suffering with me this, this little time. If you have the right recognition, have the right realization, if you have the right reverence, you'll get the right response. Tell somebody you'll get the right response. When the man worships Jesus, his first answer is, weren't there 10 of y'all? Weren't there 10? He says, where are the nine? He said, I count one of y'all came back, but it was 10. He said, but what happened to the, to the other nine? Yeah. They, they did not find themselves to be able to return. Look at what he says. Verse 18, to give glory to God. They got healed and wouldn't even come back. And said thank you. Except this stranger. Healed all of them at the same time. But only one. Wanted to come back brother Deacon. And, and give God glory. Right? Now. You know. Um, yeah. Confession. Dr. Bidden is good. For your soul. Sometimes it ain't good for your reputation, though. <laughs> I, I got to testify. Church, out of um, 30 years in ministry, teenage boy preacher, to now not being the youngest one on the ticket anymore. I tell y'all, um, I've dealt with a lot of people. Dealt with a lot of different kinds of people. Different types of attitudes. And different kinds of mindsets. Different kinds of believers. and Non-believers who were converted to becoming believers. I dealt with a lot of people. And I, I dealt with some lying people. Can I tell the truth? I'm just... And Josh, wherever they at now, they lying. <laughs> I've, I've dealt with some people who've been lied to. I've dealt with some people who've lied to. <laughs> I've dealt with gossiping kinds of people who've been gossiped about. I've dealt with people who've gossiped too. You know, I, I've dealt with so many kinds of people, I ain't even got time to call the roll. But can I tell you all, and I, I love everybody, but there's just one kind of person I've dealt with in my life 
that just gets under my skin. Man, get on my nerves. I love them. You got to love everybody as he loved you. I, you know, I got some faults, you know. Bible says, I ain't by myself. We all have sin. We all have sin and come short of the glory of God. Matter of fact, look at somebody and tell them, what's up, shawty? What's up, shawty? What up, shawty? We've all come short. But ungrateful people, they bother me. I'm serious. Y'all might not have dealt with some people, but I've dealt with some people who, who you know, I've done things for and they expected me to do it. Come on. Couldn't even say thank you. What I did, it was what I was supposed to do. Come on. Couldn't even just, even, even what I did, they told me I could have did it like this. Or, come on, talk to me, somebody. But they, they get on, on my nerves. But I wonder, do ungrateful people get on Jesus' nerves? <laughs> I wonder if the people who don't give him praise and thanks... For the many blessings that he grants over and over again. I wonder does it get on his nerve. And I come to make this declaration to all of us today. Hey man, I'm above that crowd where I know that he blessed me. But he didn't have to do it. Come on. He, he did it any way and I'm so thankful unto him that if he doesn't do anything else for me he's already done tell somebody he's already done enough so don't be like that night ah, you ought to want to be like that one Let's go and get out of here. That one that came back and told the Lord, thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, he looks at the man, asks him the question about what happened to the other nine. Said none came back but this own, this one stranger. But the Lord said, yeah, save this stranger, Lord. But what I like about what Jesus said, and he said, thy faith has made you whole. Yeah, he already had healed the man of leprosy. Yeah, he already had healed all ten. When he said, show yourselves to the priests. Yeah, but um, this man came back. Yes, Lord, to give the Lord thanks and uh, glorify God's name. Yes, Lord, but when he gave him uh, glory, I tell you, Jesus.
Jesus said that your faith has made you whole. Yeah, he, he did not say made you well, but he said made you whole. And I don't know uh, how you feel about it. I just don't want to be well. I want to be made whole. Yes, because when you're well, it deals with your body. But when you are made whole, it deals with your soul. Can I get a witness? I don't want to just be healed, I tell you. I want to be made whole. This is why, church, because when you're whole, you can be sick and give God praise because you're not dead. Can I get a witness? When you are whole, you can be broke and still give him glory because you're not broken. Can I get a witness? Your praise and your glorifying makes you whole. Can I get one witness that's ever been going through trouble? But when you made it to the sanctuary and gave God glory, you felt a little bit better. Yes, my Lord. That's what I want to leave you with. Jesus said, your faith has made you whole. I'm out of here, but I wish I had won somebody that can testify you got a reason to glorify God. You got a reason to give him praise. Look at somebody around you and say, neighbor, excuse me if I get on your nerves. But tell them, say, neighbor, you don't know what I survived. You don't know what I've come through. Look at them again and say, neighbor, if you want to see what a miracle looks like, just look at me. I am a mocking miracle. Good God Almighty, I got to leave you now. But can I testify? Just a few weeks ago, one of my best friends went home to be with the Lord. We were boy preachers together, boy pastors together, three months older than me, but he's gone 
long to be with the Lord. But can I tell you my shout in him? He should have died three years ago. He had failing kidneys, diabetes, high blood pressure, and he caught COVID, fighting cancer, but he still survived. It was one day I met him after his doctor visit. His cancer had went in remission and I asked him because he was in a daze. I said, what was the report of what the doctor said? He said, well, bud, my wife said I should have died. My wife said that the doctor said I should not have survived. I didn't hear all of that. But can I tell you all I heard? All I heard the doctor say you're still, still here. Yeah. I wish I had somebody that can testify that through it all, you're still here. Look at somebody real quick and say, neighbor, I'm still here. Oh, still here. Oh, still here. I'm still here. Is there anybody that's got a reason to give him praise? He's done a miracle for you. You ought to give him praise. Is there anybody here that know you can give him glory? Stand up on your feet. Get up at your seat. If the Lord paid some bills for you. Come on, show some sign. If the Lord done heal your body, show some signs. If the Lord made a way for you, come on, show some sign. Look at somebody and say, neighbor, I got a shout and I'm going to let it out. Look at somebody and say, help me give him glory. Magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt him together. Have he been good to you? Come on, if he been good to you, stick your chest out. Wave your hand and say, yeah. If you holler, I'll holler with you. Say Tap two people and tell them he did it, he did it.
You've been listening to the Mount on the Go podcast. If you've been enjoying the word, please consider donating to the Mount Pleasant ministry. We have various ways that you can give to the ministry to allow us to become better in our pursuit of delivering God's word to you. You can give via PayPal at mtpleasantatl.org. You can give via Zale, info at mtpleasantatl.org. You can also give via Square and Givelify. For Givelify, just search for Mount Pleasant Baptist Church with our address, 17 Melton Avenue, Southeast Atlanta, Georgia, and you'll be in the right place. In addition to all these options, you're always welcome and invited to grab an envelope and have cash or checks sent to the church, whose address is again, 17 Melton Avenue, Southeast Atlanta, Georgia. For questions, comments, and concerns, feel free to email us at info at mtpleasantatl.org. That's info at mtpleasantatl.org. You can also visit our website, www.mountpleasantatl.org, to follow us on YouTube and Facebook for the video version of the podcast. Our services are live every Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you are more than welcome to visit the church in person every Sunday at the same time. Thank you so much for listening.